and we are back. It's an all new episode. You know, just mentioning the word test is enough to bring back some pretty bad memories of our days in academia. There were some tests that we passed and some that we didn't. And just like in school, life presents us with tests as well. But give me 10 minutes, 10 minutes to help you pass life's tests with flying colors. You've got time. You know why? It's just 10 minutes and it starts right now. None of us like tests. The very thought of tests brings to remembrance nights spent cramming all manner of information into our heads in the hope that we would be able to pour it out the next day. Most of us, we don't like tests because we have an incorrect view of tests. Because society teaches us early on in life that tests are to be feared. Teachers would sometimes use tests as punishment if they suspected that the readings and the homework had not been done. They used bright red ink to point out our errors. And all that did was reinforce to us that the whole point of tests was to show us and the teacher what we do not know and how far we have not come. But as believers, we should have another or a better way of viewing tests. In the book that carries his name, James tells us that when we go through, when we are tested, we are to count it all joy. Really? Really, James? I'm supposed to take the test of my life and be joyful? James, you got to make this make sense. Because you mean to tell me that as I am going through a test, no matter how rough, no matter how much it hurts or how, or how hard it is, I need to count it all joy? How do I find joy in a pink slip? Where's the joy in a failed marriage or wayward kids? How do I find joy when it feels like my world is being turned upside down and nothing I do can get it right side up? Joy? Nah, James. I'm not buying it. So you got to help us out. On the outset, it would seem that test and joy would not go together. But they do. Because it's all about your perspective. And in order to count it all joy, we have to understand what joy really is. Too many of us confuse joy with happiness. They are not the same. You cannot use them interchangeably. Because happiness is contingent upon your external circumstance. Joy is contingent upon your internal condition meaning that your level of happiness is determined by what is happening around you. So if things around you are positive and going well in your favor, then you're happy. But if things are negative and going against you in some manner, then you are not happy. And as fast as things change these days, you can be happy one moment and unhappy the next. But joy. Joy is not determined by what happens around you or even what happens to you. No, joy is predicated upon what you have in you. Because joy 
It's an inside job. Joy. It's a fruit of the spirit that is it's given freely by God. There's nothing we can do to earn it. We don't deserve it, but he gives it to us anyway. The word tells us that no good thing will he withhold from us. And since the Lord is the one who has given us this joy, then it is built to withstand the attack of the enemy. And that's why joy is more important than our happiness. Because happiness is fickle, joy is finite. So count it all joy when. Uh-oh. When. That means tests, they are inevitable. When we go through, that means tests will happen. We will be tested in life. And since we will be tested, it's important to understand what's on the test. James gives us the answer. What's being tested? Our faith. Every test and trial we go through in life is geared toward testing our faith. Many people define faith as simply believing in God. But faith goes further than just believing in God. Demons believe in God. But faith? Nah. Faith says not only do I believe in God, but I believe God. I not only believe that he exists, but I believe that he will do what he said that he would do. But believing God, that's easy when things are well. It's easy to take God at his word when you see his word manifesting itself in your life. That's God lecturing. You know, you remember in school, it all seemed easy when the teacher would be lecturing. I was an algebraic genius as long as the teacher was at the board lecturing. But something would happen when it came time for the test. When the teacher stopped talking, my genius, it would leave me and I would find myself scuffling for answers. And that's how it is at times when we are in a testing of our faith. God, he goes silent. And sometimes all the things we know all the things we have learned goes right out of the window. We allow the stress of the test to cause us to forget. But take heart. All is not lost. Just because God is silent doesn't mean he has disappeared. He is an ever-present help in the time of trial. During the testing of our faith, our God doesn't leave us without help. When we find ourselves in a faith test, he left us an ever-present resource. He left us with his word. The test of our faith, their open book. That's right. There's no need to panic when you forget. When you forget the promises of God during a test, just open the book. There are 66 books of the Bible, and in them are everything that you need to pass the test. Now, just as it is with the open book tests we took in school, the open book faith texts, faith tests, they're not just some walk in the park. Back in school, when we had an open book test, some of us made the conscious decision to not study. It's open book. Any answer we need, we could just look it up, right? Well, here's the problem with that methodology. If you haven't studied or even read the textbook, 
it's very possible you could have spent the entire time searching for the answer of one question. The same is true of us during the testing of our faith, that even though we have God's word as our resource, we shouldn't wait until the test to do some reading or studying. Daily study of God's word will help us when the faith test starts. The Bible says, thy word have I hidden in my heart. When we study the word, we hide it in our hearts. And when times get tough, when the test is happening, we can pull on what's in our heart to help us pass. As believers, tests are not to be feared, but to be embraced. For in the life of a believer, when we are tested, it isn't necessarily a punishment. They're they're more of a progress report. I mean, you remember progress reports. Those were the reports that you would get at the midway point of the grading period. It would show you where you were and what you needed to do to improve. And tests, they're God's way of showing you and him how far you have come, how much you have accomplished, and how much you really know. Tests serve as a progress report. They let us know if we're on the right track for the expected end. And what's the expected end? Join us next time as we discuss final grades. I just looked at the clock. It's been 10 minutes. Thank you for joining us this week. We are indeed back and I have so much to share with you and look forward to connecting with you in some different ways this time. These won't always be recorded. Some of them we're going to just go live. Others will be video instead of audio only. But whatever way we connect, I count it a joy to encourage you, to edify you and challenge you to live your best life. Check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spreaker, and Podomatic. Follow us on Twitter, friend us on Facebook, and join us next time. You've got time. You know how I know? It's just 10 minutes.